0: Hi there, this is Jillian on love, and I am on a mission to teach people how to completely revolutionize their romantic relationships by transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience, helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breaths, and minds. I have coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's episode is dedicated to Mental Health Awareness Month, which is May. And I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna share my tips for supporting your own mental and emotional well-being, starting with relationships. So I believe, first and foremost, that the quality of our lives is largely determined by the quality of our relationships. We are social animals, and we need connection, And the more connected we feel to others, the easier our lives will be. We will feel less alone, more supported, and have more fun. And as someone who, personally, I'm someone who can spend a tremendous amount of time alone. And what I realize is that, and if you are someone who can spend a lot of time alone, you have to recognize that if you start to feel like your mental health is suffering, evidenced by a pretty big uptick of anxiety or depression or insomnia ruminating thoughts, feeling like you can't sit still, feeling very unsettled, feeling very uncomfortable in your skin, feeling down, feeling like the things that usually bring you joy don't bring you joy, you feel unmotivated, you feel like maybe you're crying a lot for no apparent reason, you feel like maybe some old things that you used to struggle with are sort of resurfacing. And also, you might be experiencing body aches, because there's a huge mind-body connection, which I will get to later on in this episode, but you're starting to feel some physical symptoms. Maybe you're exhausted, right? You know, or we're burnt out. These are all signs that our mental health needs our attention. Our emotional well-being needs some support. And... I really believe that connection with others, even if it's just one other person with whom you feel connected, you know, someone who really knows you, you can be yourself when you're around them. There's no, you don't have to pretend in any way. You are at ease. I think that there are many things that regulate the nervous system, which again, I will get to a little later on in this episode, but nothing quite tops being able to relax in the presence of a friend, a family member, or a romantic partner. And so connection, even if it's in the form of community, is so incredibly huge. And sometimes people need to talk to someone to figure out a way to troubleshoot how to create more community and or how to strengthen the relationships that already exist within their lives. In fact, when I meet with someone and I'm meeting with them on a professional level, meaning I'm coaching them, whatever their problem is, whatever they are really struggling with and Most everyone comes to me because they're struggling about a relationship. But when I dig a little deeper, everything boils down to the relationship we have with ourselves. And one of the fastest and most effective ways to improve the relationship we have with ourselves is to strengthen our relationships with others. We're social animals. Like I said, we cannot exist in a vacuum. We just can't. I mean, we can spend alone time, but we need relationships, and not everyone needs a lot of them. Your circle could be very small, and you might think, well, I want to expand my circle, but even if your circle is tiny, we need people. And so sometimes it's about getting help on how to strengthen and reform the relationships that are currently in our lives that might be suffering. And so I think that when it does come to evaluating our mental and emotional health, the first thing to evaluate is what is the quality of my relationships from, again, friendships, family, love life. And so when it comes to a romantic relationship— romantic relationships, let's just say, really magnify this. Because this is something that I am absolutely certain of. And that is, we can have our health. We can have all the money that we want in the bank. We can feel good about our bodies. And we could be a rock star at work. But if we're in a relationship, and that relationship is not going well, We're going to wake up in the morning feeling empty, stressed out, dysregulated, anxious. And that is because strong relationships, all relationships, and let me just zero in on a romantic relationship because this is the area of life that is the hardest for all of us, right? Most people will have a much harder, in fact, I don't think I've ever met anyone who had an easier time in romantic relationships than they do in friendships. I think that maybe they will go through stages of that, but overall romantic relationships are where people get potentially the most triggered. But a strong romantic relationship supports our mental health. In fact, being in a strong relationship, and what I mean by a strong relationship is you feel safe to be yourself, you feel supported, you feel loved, you feel important. It's stable. It's foundational. You can communicate with one another. There's safety in communication. There's trust and there's respect, right? It's not perfect, but there is a foundation of safety, trust, and respect. When we are in a relationship that has that, It gives us wings. I've said this before. It literally gives us wings. It gives us the foundation needed to heal old wounds. It gives us the foundation to take risks in life. And it gives us the foundation to be more of who we are and to express ourselves more authentically in the world. And so as much as a stable, strong relationship gives us wings, it gives us the foundation for us to build the wings that we need to really fly in the world, a strained relationship in any way can really hurt our mental health. If it's an unhealthy relationship, if it's toxic, if there's any abuse, whether it's abuse from one person going to the other or just both people just completely treating each other terribly. It is so damaging to our mental health. You know, I did a whole episode on ending the cycle of unhealthy and toxic relationships, which you can always listen to. But one of the things that I referenced was that it's not uncommon if you're in a very challenging, unhealthy relationship. I'm not talking about a rough patch. I'm talking about... Really intense, or let's just say you're in a relationship with someone you love and they don't love you back. If it's really struggling, one will have a lot of physical symptoms. Like we will, you will start to feel like your hormones are out of whack. You will have the insomnia, you will have a tremendous amount of anxiety. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was definitely a part of my life. I loved a lot of cereals. I mean, I loved cornflakes. I loved Rice Krispies. It was a big part of it. But obviously as we get older, you do have to watch for the sugar and the empty carbs and it's just not good for you, right? So Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, which brings back a lot of nostalgia, but it's actually high protein and less sugar. So you can actually stay on track with Magic Spoon cereal that tastes like your childhood favorites, but like I said, with more protein and less sugar. There is a variety pack. The four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. I mean, just saying this just reminds me of childhood. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and four to five net grams of carbs, only 140 calories a serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, it's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free and soy free. So I would definitely be all about the cocoa because I was cuckoo for cocoa puffs as a child. So this is actually really exciting to me. So go to magicspoon.com slash Jillian to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Jillian at checkout to save $5 off your order. And, and this is what I like so much, Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason... They'll refund your money, no questions asked. I love that. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash Jillian and use the code Jillian to save $5 off. So strong romantic relationships in particular are very healing and the unhealthy ones do the exact opposite. And this is why I put so much emphasis on helping people choose better partners. And I have historically been so passionate about helping couples reform their relationships so that they can both feel good. So that is just the quality of our relationships determine the quality of our lives. And so I think that when, no, I know that when we are bringing awareness to mental health, what we really have to do is bring awareness to our relationships. When we're not feeling great, right? When we're just feeling down, you can call it mental health or not. If you're just, when we're not feeling our best, it behooves us to ask ourselves the question, what is missing? Because usually when we feel a decline in our mental health, something is missing and when we evaluate what is missing the first thing to do my suggestion is to look at and evaluate your relationships what relationships are struggling what needs to be strengthened is there a difficult conversation that needs to be had between you and someone else whoever that is You know, what's the quality of your work relationships? There are many, many, many people. Most people actually have to go into an office. And even if they don't go into an office, they have to work with others. And so the quality of their work life is largely determined by the quality of their work relationships. So having this sort of wide vista view of this area of life called relationships we have to see how much emphasis we've been putting in relationships. Because sometimes when we put a lot of emphasis on the relationship we have with ourselves, sometimes we can get very insular in our thinking and then we are not so connected with everyone else. Let's just say work has been a really big focus of your life. It's not a bad thing, but oftentimes what we will find is when we put a lot of emphasis on work— then the emphasis on maybe taking care of our bodies and or the emphasis on our relationships take a hit. And so I don't really believe that there's a perfect balance to all these things because I think that we go through stages of life where we might be like, okay, the focus of my life right now has to be my career or the focus of my life right now has to be my parenting or the focus of my life right now has to be something else. But whenever we focus a lot on one thing, we lose our focus on another. And I think that, like I said, if you notice your mental health is taking a hit, ask yourself, what is missing? The first thing is to evaluate your relationships and to see, has there been focus there? And if not, what needs to be done? What needs to be strengthened? Who do you need to reach out to? What relationships do you need to nurture? And by nurture, it's just spending more time, making an effort, having difficult conversations rather than letting the elephant in the room consume the relationship and ultimately destroy it. So when it comes to exiting a relationship that is really harming your mental health, I want to make... A very important distinction here. On my social media and here and everywhere where I teach, I am very much focused on different stages of relationship. So sometimes I will give advice to the people who are single or in quote unquote situationships. And sometimes I will give advice that's more about what's necessary for long-term relationship. And then the as you know, I give a lot of advice on those who are in their heartbreak recovery journey. My advice to someone who is in a relationship that hasn't progressed to the next level of real commitment is often very different than the advice I would give to someone who's in a long-term partnership or marriage. Because the truth is, if someone comes to me or you're listening and you're in a long-term relationship and the two of you are struggling i know that there is a lot of layers there and i know that unless there is any physical or emotional violence put that aside i know that it takes two to tango and so i'm not just going to say oh you're unhappy on your in your relationship or you know you're feeling sad then time to leave your marriage. There's just absolutely no way that I would say that. I would want to understand why, what's going on, because ultimately, most of the time, what I'm trying to do is to help people who are in long-term relationships slash marriages to find equilibrium again, to find their equilibrium within themselves, within the marriage and together, so that they can actually... Take their relationship from a difficult place into a new place that's actually really wonderful. That's the ideal. And long-term relationships and marriages, relationships that are comparable to a marriage, they're not easy, right? Relationships are not easy. They're not supposed to be so hard. One of the things that makes long-term relationship challenging is that you've got two people who are really almost always evolving, Yes, you might get one person who doesn't really change much, and then the other person changes a lot. But most of the time, we're two people trying to adapt to each other. Certainly, there are certain people who grow and expand faster than others, but we're not static. We're not immovable creatures. we our preferences change, our moods change. Our desires change as we exit certain stages of life and begin new stages of life. Our priorities shift. The structure and the hierarchy of our needs and what's really important to us will change from year to year and certainly decade to decade. And so to keep a long-term relationship, not just going, not just surviving, but actually for the most part thriving – it's a lot of adapting. I would never just say, oh, just leave it because, you know, you think it's unhealthy or because your feelings are hurt. Again, abuse aside. Instead, what I would suggest if this is speaking to you is go to couples counseling, whether it's a counselor, a coach or a therapist, right? But you got to go to a good one. You have to go to a good one. And there are a few things to consider before you enter couples coaching or counseling of any sort. So, number one, you need to go in, you need to decide are you fighting to be the winner in this relationship? Or are you going to fight for the relationship? These are two very different things because most people will get to the point where they want to go to couples coaching, counseling. Because we all have a story and often long-winded drama that makes the other person the problem and us the person basically the victim. And when people go to couples coaching, it's two people, they have their own stories of each other and they have their own stories, their own interpretations of what the real problem is. And usually what is the essence of that story or interpretation is, the underlying essence of it is the other person is the problem. (laughs) And you want to go to someone who is not just going to take your side. I know that there's a part of you and maybe a large part of you that that's what you're looking for. And you could say that you're not, but that's pretty much what everyone is looking for. But you got to forget that you want someone who's tough, who's going to have compassion, but they're going to take sides. They're going to call you out on your stuff. Because again, we can either go to couples coaching, counseling therapy, wanting to be the winner, fighting to be the winner of the problem, the winner of the relationship. Or we can go into couples coaching, counseling to fight for the relationship. And as long as you want to be the winner, you are not fighting for the relationship. You're fighting for your ego. You're fighting for your sense of validation. And so number one, you need a therapist who is actually going to take some sides, who's going to call you out in your stuff and be really tough because the couples who struggle the most And they have a lot to lose by walking away from the relationship and they really, really want help are the ones who really benefit the most from some tough work, really hard inner work. So ask yourself, winner or fighting for the relationship? And I really, really recommend it. So this is if you're in a long-term relationship and you're really struggling here and you don't know what to do, you need third-party help, I would ask friends for a recommendation. You might have to try a couple of people, but that is what you need. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. So flavor is really important at HelloFresh and it's seasonal. So enjoy the taste of spring with chef-crafted recipes featuring ripe, seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door. And HelloFresh does more than just delicious dinners. Not only can you take your pick from 40 weekly recipes, but you can actually choose from over a hundred items to round out your order from snacks and easy lunches to desserts and pantry necessities. Everything arrives in one box on a delivery day you choose. I personally love that. I love the convenience of it. So no more scouring the grocery store for that one ingredient to complete your recipe. HelloFresh takes away all that hassle by delivering fresh, pre-portioned ingredients so you have exactly what you need and it helps you cut down on food waste. HelloFresh makes dinner time fast and easy with deliciously easy options that will please Everyone at your table, from fit and wholesome to pescatarian to veggie, they have a meal plan that suits you and your lifestyle. Plus, you can swap out proteins and sides to your liking, even better. Save money off your growing to-do list and with the help of HelloFresh, because HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout and healthier, by the way. So no worries if you're not a pro in the kitchen, as I am not. HelloFresh's foolproof recipes arrive pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. So personally, I just love it because it saves me time. It's healthy. It's affordable. This is what I need. You know, being an entrepreneur and working all the time, I don't want to rely on takeout. And I sometimes don't have time to cook. So HelloFresh is just makes cooking easy and fast and yummy. So go to hellofresh.com slash Jillian16 and use code Jillian16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Again, go to hellofresh.com slash Jillian16 and use code Jillian16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Okay, now short term, what do I mean by this? You're not married. You haven't reached that level of commitment. There's no children. Maybe you've been seeing each other one week. Maybe you've been seeing each other like inside of a year. And I know that there is a difference. And I know that there can be a lot of feelings even within a month. But if you are, if you don't feel loved, if you feel like you're getting crumbs, even though you've asked for more, If the two of you are just not on the same page, your values are not aligned, stop trying to reform them. Stop trying to be the reason why they reform and change. Stop trying to prove your worthiness to them. Stop trying to heal them. Stop trying to convince them of your connection and why it's so special. Stop making excuses for them and it. Get out. I have a very different it's a I give very different advice who you choose matters and if you don't have a lot of skin in the game and trust me I know listen I know and I see this with compassion I know how attached we can get very early on and I'm not even talking about attachment styles okay I just know I have been there but I also know that One of the biggest mistakes that people make, myself included in the past, is that they stay too long in relationships that from the get-go or very early on were clearly not right. And so they're trying so hard to make it work. And it's a waste of time. There's someone else out there who's better for you. And I think that there's really nothing worse for our mental health than being in these situations and being in these sort of, like I said, situationships or unrequited love or you're not on the same page or there's just drama, right? You're arguing and it's three weeks in. It's not supposed to be that hard in the beginning. This is actually supposed to be the easiest part. And if you're going to sleep with anxiety, you're waking up with anxiety I'm telling you right now, it is better to walk away and grieve the relationship, grieve that connection, than be anxious. Grieving is much better for your mental health than being on a roller coaster. And so one of the things that we have to do when we are evaluating our relationships is what relationships are really unhealthy and toxic and What am I going to do about that? And I can't speak for everyone. Sometimes it's like, okay, my marriage has turned toxic. How am I contributing to this? We need help. Sometimes it's a friendship that you've tried for many years and it just isn't working anymore and you got to call it quits. And like I said, if it's a romantic connection, it has not progressed to the next level. You don't have a lot of skin in the game you might take all the courage that you've got, but you got to walk away. It's just so not worth it. It's so not worth it. Relationship really is meant to support our mental health. And like I said, in a longer term relationship, if it's not, there's usually a lot of layers and it's not so cut and dry. But in the beginning, it's pretty cut and dry. And usually when we're staying in it, we're operating from a totally different operating system. It's like you know, trying to fight for our subconscious, trying to fight for our father who never loved us or mom who never loved us or trying to be enough or so afraid of being alone that the thirst and the hunger for a relationship is overpowering your judgment of what is actually good for you and what is actually not good for you. And I want to empower you to walk away from that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's quite easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you actually need from yourself. Because when we spend all of our time giving to others, it can really leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can continue to support others without leaving yourself behind. I believe that everyone needs help. I think that therapy is something that everyone should experience at least one time in their lives. It really helps people to put their lives into perspective and to help them meet their needs better. So if you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. First of all, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is great. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash on love today to get 10% off your first month. That's com slash on love. Next thing that I will say is we live in the current pop psychology zeitgeist and all over social media, there's a huge emphasis on boundaries and getting away from toxic people and disengaging and I don't think that there is enough conversation about reconnecting with people, namely family. Now, I understand. I'm very well aware of the fact that there are some familial family relationships that need to be cut off because it's a very dire situation, but I actually don't think that's the norm. I think for the most part, what I have seen is that people would do better reconnecting with certain family members and I've helped people do that and I've seen people do that you know I've also helped people to disengage those are very extreme circumstances I know that there are circumstances of abuse and violence and all of that and so I want to say like I, I don't condone violence of any kind if there's any violence whatsoever I don't care who that person is in your life they need to be completely cut out of your life. So you draw the line when it comes to emotional and physical violence. There is no turning back. But oftentimes I've seen family members stop speaking because of money or there's an estrangement because, yeah, a parent died and then the trust is not divided. Or there's estrangement because you're not getting along with an in-law. The amount of estrangements and fallings out that I have seen within family members over things that are by no means abusive, not even close, is heartbreaking. And when we're discussing mental health and mental health awareness, I, if no one else, I have to be the voice of, we have to figure out a way to encourage people to To figure out a way to reconnect with certain family members that they are estranged from where it is not a dire, abusive, or dangerous situation, especially siblings, okay? Reconnecting with people, even if it's just, wow, like there's so many people walking around with shame, sitting on their shoulders, making it impossible for them to take a deep breath and to enjoy their lives because they feel badly about how a certain relationship, and I'm speaking outside of romantic relationships, but it could be any relationship ended or, you know, what they did or did not do to support that relationship. And if that is you, write them a letter, call them, make some sort of amends. It, it, maybe it's not going to change anything but I don't know, maybe I'm just a sucker for seeing people reunited and forgiving each other and really just letting go of old grudges that were really not based on anything important, seeing them reunite. My second thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to mental health is just empathy and compassion and forgiveness And I want to talk about that when it comes to towards oneself. It's very difficult to maintain and strengthen our mental health without developing a level of empathy and compassion, of course, for our fellow neighbor and for people in our lives and for strangers, but very much so for ourselves. People are, like I said, are walking around with so much shame and unable to forgive certain family members that didn't do anything really that major, like didn't put them in any harm's way. You know, it's just like the egos get involved. But then it's just the lack of ability to forgive oneself is such a huge part of the mental health conversation you know, so how do we forgive ourselves? How do we forgive anyone or anything? I think that, and I'll just focus on ourselves. I think that we really lose sight of how many mistakes everyone makes all the time, like how much we kind of mess up (laughs) and that we are all really doing what we can do with the level of consciousness that we have. And that a big part of the forgiveness conversation is being able to Replace punishment with learning the lesson and doing things differently. If we have a quote unquote growth mindset, if we were really to adopt that kind of mindset, we would actually be more easily forgiving of ourselves because we would see everything that we did as an opportunity to grow. And that really is the definition of a growth mindset. And so I just would urge any of you who are listening to this to really evaluate if, if there's something that you just won't let yourself off the hook for and to consider letting yourself off the hook, learning the lesson. Maybe you have to apologize to someone. Maybe you just have to let go and be like, well, that was old me, new me would never do that. And that's just how it goes. And I know that it can be really difficult. I know that there could be some religious conditioning there of just shame and having to repent. But I really think that our relationships and particularly our relationship to ourselves is the most important thing. And we cannot strengthen our relationship with ourselves without substituting punishment with growth and being willing to grow from our mistakes. Next thing that I want to talk about is just my tips for mental health and like the thing to really regulate your nervous system. So one thing that I have really come to understand in my study of psychology and then my previous 20 years of studying the body And something that I've always known, but it has just become so much more fortified in my belief system, which is the mind and the body is one. And we can really impact the body with our thoughts, but we can also really change the way our mind works and our mental health with doing things with our body. And For those of you who are running on empty, have a lot of anxiety, you feel like maybe your trauma is running the show rather than you, right? That's a horrible feeling. It's the ultimate feeling of just feeling completely out of control. I think feeling out of control is when you feel like your trauma, which is your past, is in charge of your life as opposed to you. So if you're feeling that and you don't know how to stop and you're having a lot of physical symptoms, here are some things. So first of all, when there is a lot of anxiety, when there is a lot of the trauma running the show, feeling sort of restless, like you can't sit still, you know, you can't even eat a meal at peace. Maybe there's some disordered eating that's coming up. We can actually get addicted to these stress hormones. I'm saying the word addiction, but I actually want to take that back because I really believe that when we say that, then we think, okay, well, I'm addicted, so there's nothing I can do. I want you to recognize that it's a pattern, right? We get very caught in a pattern and our bodies become caught in a loop. And the loop is the rushing, the burning out, the worrying, all those things Very easily to be upset, easily angered, easily crying. All these things that we would use to describe what it is to be dysregulated, quote unquote, emotionally. So when we're caught in this, it feels like we're on a hamster wheel and we can't get out. And it becomes, like I said, it becomes a habit and we get really used to the habit. It becomes familiar and that's part of what I mean and what other people mean when they say you get addicted to the stress hormones. So f- first of all, you can break that addiction, but the first step is recognizing when you're in that loop because sometimes it becomes so like part of your day to day that you lose the awareness of that's what's actually happening. So the first step is to start to notice, wow, I'm in that state right now. And this is why practices such as meditation is so key, not just for calming the nervous system, because meditation is not just designed to calm the nervous system. Meditation is designed to build your self-awareness so that you, the wiser part of you, the all-knowing part of you, the part of you that is not wounded, can see. You become the seer of the part of you that is being run by an operating system that feels very divorced from who you are. It's like you're being run by your trauma. So the first step is to be able to see yourself in the storm, like, oh, there I go again wow, I'm dysregulated right now. Just that alone is huge. And it is the first step and it is necessary. It's the necessary step for the other steps to follow. So you have to be able to say, okay, I am dysregulated right now. Once you are able to see that, you actually have a choice. You do have a choice. You have a choice to continue or you have a choice to stop. In that moment, this is something that's going to have to be repeated a lot of times, maybe several times within an afternoon for some of you. But you notice that this is what's going on. And then you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to sit down. And I would even suggest a lie down. I'm going to lie down. And I'm just going to slow everything down. And I'm going to breathe. I'm going to put on a meditation. Maybe it's one of my meditations from Jillian on Love Plus and subscribers. Maybe it's forget it. Go, Go to YouTube for free. And I am going to just slow things down right now. And you might find that by slowing things down, you're going to feel some feelings that all that anxiety and rushing and craziness was helping you to not feel. You might have a good cry, and that's okay, but you need to slow down and you need to rest. Part of what makes rest so difficult for people who are caught in this sort of chaotic storm of a dysregulated nervous system is the belief that if they rest, they're lazy, they won't achieve as much, they won't be as relevant. All those beliefs are your conditioning. They're not real. That's all the, how can I be enough? Oh, I have to achieve to be enough. Oh, I can't be lazy because I was called lazy as a child. I can't be lazy. I have to keep going. Or I won't be as good as them comparing yourself to others. Those beliefs, that conditioning really is the driving force behind a lot of this behavior There's also trauma that's the driving force behind that behavior. But you don't have to understand or dissect all the reasons. Really what you have to do is be aware when you're in that storm and then connect with your body. Rest. This episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted a lot of things. I wanted better gut health. I wanted a strong immune system. I wanted more energy. And I hate taking pills and vitamins. And so I wanted something that tasted good and that was easy. I take AG1 in the morning before my day. And it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing for my body. Like I'm giving my body the nutrition and the beginning Of the day it craves. Just basically, like I'm covering my nutritional basis. It's hard for me to keep up with a supplement routine that comes with a bunch of different products, or it's hard to know even where to start with supplements and who to trust. And like I said, I really cannot stand taking a bunch of pills. And that's why AG1 makes my life so much easier. Very quickly, by the way, I noticed that it helps me with improved digestion and my hair and skin feels great and I'm getting better sleep at night. So why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? AG1 was designed with this ease in mind so you can live better and healthier without having to remember to take a bunch of pills or do a lot. So it really is the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. AG1 is powerful because it's so easy to fit into our lifestyle. Like I said, it's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. AG1 has been part of millions of mornings since 2010. So I'm always looking for ways to make my life easier and to make my day easier. And I've come to really trust AG1 by Athletic Greens. It is an all-in-one formula, and that is why it just is easier to cover all my nutritional bases every day. Each scoop has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients of the highest quality, which is important, that gives me major benefits, like I said, like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and healthier skin, hair, and nails. And my AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash on love. That's athleticgreens.com slash on love. Check it out. Now, For me personally and for millions of others, but it doesn't necessarily mean for you, yoga has been the thing that has regulated my nervous system, but not any yoga. It's not hot yoga. It's not the, you know, let me do a bunch of like fancy things on one pinky finger yoga. For me personally, and it doesn't mean it's for you, but it's something if you're new to this, it's something you can explore. It's Iyengar yoga. That yoga, it's not about fancy stuff, even though you might end up doing fancy stuff. It's all about the nervous system. The yogis for hundreds of years have been talking about the vagus nerve and the pituitary gland and the nervous system. I know it's all the rage now, all over social media, but this is something that the yogis have been studying and working with for centuries. So... I love to dance. I think lifting weights can be really tremendous for people. For some people, it's running. For me, and just purely toning the nervous system, not just calming the nervous system, it's toning the nervous system for the nervous system to be in a neutral space where the sympathetic nervous system is not taking over, you're not depleted. And with a toned nervous system, you have more resilience during the course of your day to be able to meet the demands of your life without going into a hole of stress. And so we cannot meet the daily demands of our lives without a toned nervous system. We can't get a toned nervous system without incorporating some stuff into our day. And that is exercise. For me, absolutely, it's yoga. Rest. And that rest can be in the form of meditation. That rest can be in the form of shavasana, which is the pose in yoga. It's the end where you lie down. It's called corpse pose. It's you fake your death because it's really just about a letting go. It's just a matter of, are you going to do it? And all I can say is that I sometimes fall off the wagon. And when I do fall off the wagon from these things, I notice a decline in my mental health. And a decline in my mental health for me is most evidence in a weaker nervous system. I'm more susceptible to the demands of the day. It's really important. And one thing that I will say that you can do with your body every day is you go to Google and you type in supine twist, S-U-P-I-N-E, supine twist. And you will see some pictures and videos of how to do a twist twist lying down on your back. And you do that every day with some deep diaphragmatic breaths, meaning when you take a breath in, their breath goes down. And when you take a breath out, then the breath rises. Do that every day. Twisting is incredibly toning for the nervous system. If you find like you are just running on empty and your voice is starting to get hoarse, just working on that can actually bring your voice into more clarity. It brings your mind into more clarity and it just makes your mental health better. And then last, actually two more things. One is diet. I think that it's becoming now common knowledge that our diet impacts our mental health and that a lot of caffeine and sugar and eating processed foods, by the way, I love them all. You know, I mean, I, I really... I'm dedicated to eating well but i like junk once in a while and but the reality is that if that's every day and you're dealing with any kind of crisis whether it's a little tiny crisis or a big one in your mental health it is imperative to eat really well it's imperative to eat foods that are warm that are nourishing that are grounding to stay hydrated to not do the thing that we always do when we're dysregulated, which is a bunch of sugar and a bunch of caffeine. And then it's like a snowball effect. And then the last thing that I want to address when it comes to mental health is this. We all need, all of us, children, teenagers, adults, human beings of pretty much all stages of life, we need something to look forward to. And it can be really painful. I've been in that position where I'm like, I don't know if I have anything to look forward to. Like, I don't have anything to look forward to. I need to find something to really look forward to. There's something quite magical in its impact to have things planned in our calendar, whether it's something at the end of the day, whether it's weekly, whether it's something that you're planning for next year, whatever it is, something that you can be like, oh, I'm really looking forward to that. It is in my personal experience and in my experience in helping others for over 20 years now on their physical and mental well-being, having something to look forward to has been probably the number one strategy to really help people feel a little bit happier. So there you have it. This episode was dedicated to Mental Health Awareness Month, which is the month of May. And I wanted to give my perspective and my tips on mental health. And all I will say is that we are all a work in progress. If you are struggling, you are not alone. So many people struggle with their mental health. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. It just means that you are alive. You have a beating heart. And we will go through stages where life can feel very difficult, where we're having a hard time. And part of it is just sometimes we do have to get really disciplined with these practices. Sometimes we need to be willing to ask for help. Sometimes we have to be willing to look at our relationships and strengthen them. It's just we didn't come with a manual (laughs) And life can be very beautiful and also can sometimes be hard. And I just want you to know that we are all doing the best that we can to feel enough and to feel stable in in a world that can be very dysregulating. And I didn't mention nature, but nature is just one of those things that is just so good for mental health. So if you are someone, you know, I'm a New York City gal. So if you are someone who lives in a city, it is so important to get out. And even if you're just going to a local park, just being around nature and listening to birds chirping, we got to all do what we can. So please Rate, review, and subscribe, and share this with anyone and everyone who you think could benefit, even if they could just benefit from one point that I've made in this. Because you just never know whose life you could be significantly impacting for the better just by sharing this episode. And if you have any questions or any comments on the episode, please contact us at hello at jillianonlove.com. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Ryan Countshaus. Edited in music by Will Tendy. Hi, just checking in Carlos King, one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Mimi Leakes, Teresa Judai and Kenya Moore. Each episode, we will rehash shocking portrayals, honey. Yes! Hilarious shade and all the drama. Reality with the King podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts.